You think it's a dink that our government's pulling out? You think it's a dink that before, like Christians were getting persecuted by ISIS, we had to step in. And now the fastest growing and the largest growing church on the planet is about to face one of the largest persecutions ever. If God doesn't step in, because our government is turning tail and running. Almost like there's a spirit behind that. No, it's an antichrist spirit. I'll say it. It's what it is. So pray for the church in Afghanistan. Pray for your brother. Church, that's your brothers and sisters. It's about time the American church understood. We're not the apple of God's eye. He has a church, and it's from every tongue, every tribe, every nation. That's our brothers and sisters. So, so you need to pray for them like you'd pray for your brothers or sister. Are you with me? But we're not in fear. I, I'm just, it's so frustrating to keep hearing, oh, my gosh, and this next thing of COVID. You know what? Make up your mind. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Jesus is king. He trumps everything else. We either believe this word or we don't. We're going we're gonna, to, if he leads us into something, guess what? He'll part the waters. Or he'll feed us by ravens. Or he'll bring manna from heaven. That's the God we serve. And he's never failed. And he's not going to. Have you ever seen him fail you? Bring, let, testify about the failures of God. Let me hear him. pretty quiet okay then why are we going to pump fear why are we going to start acting like god's going to fail us now i said last week my jesus there's some i guess some people have some different jesuses but my jesus is a man of his word my jesus is faithful and true my jesus is the king of kings and the lord of lords and there's none like him my Jesus is a mighty conqueror. He's the God of heaven's angel armies. He has never lost a battle, and he's not going to lose a battle. That's my Jesus. And if your Jesus looks different, you know a different Jesus. I'm not mad at you this morning. I'm mad at the, the fear. I'm mad at the propaganda. I'm mad at the deception. I'm frustrated with Christians who are just falling for it and being led by it and trying to, unknowingly, you're spreading the gospel of the enemy. It's It's a different gospel. Don't do that. Encourage one another. Build up one another. Is there COVID? Yeah. There was a flu for years, and more children died of the flu and still die of the flu every year. Well, except for the last two years, because the flu disappeared. But the, the flu was more deadly. This is facts. The flu has been more deadly to children in school for years than COVID ever has. But they never had to wear masks, and they never had to lock down the schools. That should tell you something. There's propaganda. There's political. When politics are leading our health care system, there's a problem. When doctors are the ones who are supposed to tell you where you're at and make a plan for your health, not politicians. I'm not saying be stupid. Don't be stupid. But use your mind, use your head. You know who knows what's best for your body? You know who, like, my body will talk to me. My body tells me, it's like, well, you don't know if you're sick. Stop it. My body's always told me when something started to come on. I wouldn't need to go get a test to see if I'm feeling well or not. Like all of a sudden we become the stupidest people on the planet. I'm happy. Well, you don't know if you don't, if you're, if you're not well, Pastor Steve. Really? I'm pretty, I've always known when I wasn't well. My wife will tell me, if I, if I start getting cold, and good Lord, I'm dying up here today, sweating. But when I'm, when I'm like, are you cold? She's like, are you okay? I'm like, if I'm cold, I must not be. And sure enough, guess what? One of the first signs, 
It's amazing to me, the people who says, my body, my right. My body, my right. I can kill my baby if I want to. Are the ones saying, you got to wear a mask. You got to get a shot. You don't have a right to not get a shot. Do we see any hypocrisy in that? At least I'm consistent. It's your body. You want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, don't. You want to get a shot? But, you, but no matter what, I'm always going to tell you, you don't have a right to murder anybody. Church, wake up. You're going to have to stand up for that if you believe that. If you don't, then don't stand up for it. It's a beautiful thing. It's called America, or it used to be called America. People from all over the world would flood here because you had rights. Where are we going to go from here? Heaven, I ain't running. <laughs> Spend more time in the Word. Less time on the news. Spend more time in the Word. We have devices that are awesome. We have podcasts that are wonderful. We have YouTube that is full of amazing things that you can watch. And, and I'm not saying to not have an understanding of where we're at, okay? But if you can't watch and, and read about the coronavirus without getting freaked out, then don't. Because I can read this without getting freaked out. I read this, I get encouraged. I read this, and all of a sudden I'm like taller and bulletproof, and, and somehow I'm slenderer too. It's amazing. I feel like, man, we could take this thing on. So we're going to recap. We've had a lot of new people. Probably, Well, there's some new folks in this service. Um, there's probably more new people in the second service. But we're getting into a part of Revelation that I want to recap so you have a good understanding of, of who the 24 elders are, who the kings and priests are, as we get into um, chapter 5. So if you have your Bible... Um, you could be in Revelation chapter 1 for a little bit. Our main text in chapter 5 today, we just saw the elders and Jesus as the lion of the tribe of Judah and the lamb of God who was slain before the world come on the scene, take the scroll out of, out of God's hand. And verse 8, it says, And when he had taken the book, the four beasts... And four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which is incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and had made us unto God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. That's our text today. So I'm going to give you a recap because there's us said a handful of times here and that these kings and priests. So who are they? Well, it's a great question. I'm going to recap um, some things I want you just to, to go back and, and look at is, is John is writing to the churches. John is writing to the church in, in the book of Revelation. He defines himself and the church as us. And us, he defines as kings and priests. Now, don't take my word for it. Turn to Revelation chapter 1. And don't worry, Beth, I'm going to read a couple of things that I didn't give you. Um, you don't have to even bother to scan them because you guys know this. I'm just going to read the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is Revelation 1.1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, or some will say the apocalypse of Jesus Christ. The apocalypse just means the unveiling. And that's what the word revelation means in the Greek. It's the unveiling of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him. Gave unto who? Some people don't get this. God gave unto him, who? Jesus Christ. Because then it says, God gave unto him to show unto his servants. So he didn't, it wasn't that he gave it to John. God gave this revelation of, this is the craziest thing, of Jesus to Jesus to give to his servants. It's a complete unveiling here. Let me show you. And, and it's, it's this full description and full redemption that we see in the book of Revelation. But it's not, God didn't give him the revelation like we, some people think like God gave like the, the book to Jesus. No, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. 
Really, that word in the Greek is tachio. It's the same word we get for a tachometer. Doesn't necessarily mean, well, here people are going to think quickly, like, oh, it's going to happen soon. That's not the word. It means when it starts happening, it's going to be rapidly. Tachio. And he sent and signified this by his angel unto the servant John, who bear record of the word of God, of the testimony of Jesus Christ, and of all things that he saw. Now, this is the part I just want you to get ready for a blessing. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Now, I've said that a handful of times, but this is the only book in the Bible that has this blessing in it. So, and I've been putting that together, but for some reason, like I've been like wrestling with, I need to hurry up and get through this book, because I feel like sometimes people are like, man, like, is this all you're going to do? You know what? How many, how many are okay with like hanging out in a blessing for a while? I wonder who would be behind me trying to get the heck out of Revelation. The only book of the Bible that says there's a special blessing for those who read it and those who hear it. And you know what I can tell you this last few weeks? Um, if you've been, I said the inner circle, which that doesn't mean you guys are outsiders, but if you've just been in the staff or in the, the dwelling, dwellings of what's been going on in the last few weeks or since camp and before camp, there's been like, and I saw last Wednesday the Lord's hand. And during prayer, I saw this hand, which I'm guessing it was the Lord's hand. I don't think it was the devil's um, on a big knob. And the knob, the hand on the knob just went like this. I got super excited because it was showing me like this. And this is what's been happening. Like there's been like an acceleration of like, of ease, like there's been a, a, a powerful anointing, like God's been doing stuff and no person could take credit for it. Like it's just been, and so I want to encourage you in your prayers and in the things that you've been doing, pray. Like you're going to watch and I just, you're going to see an acceleration. There's God and, and, and here's the good news. It didn't go all the way over. You say, well, how's that good news? That means there's more. Like it just went up. Maybe if ladies, if you were on the gas stove, which I don't cook a lot, does it start at zero or at one? Okay, so if you're at zero, which maybe we weren't at zero, maybe we're at one, it's like it maybe went to four. Right? I mean, there's been some super awesome stuff happening, and, and, and it's like things that I know, like normally, and in in how it's worked before, it's taken a long period of time to get to. It's like the Lord just went like, nope, not anymore. It's not going to take that long. God is doing some things, so be encouraged. That was for free. That's the blessing, and maybe that's a part of where we're at right now, or part of it, I don't know, but you're blessed today. You're hearing from the book of Revelation. Amen? So he's writing to John to the seven churches, that's us, which are in Asia, grace be unto you, peace um, from him which is and which was and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before the throne. Here's what I want you to see. Here's the us. Verse 5 of chapter 1. It says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved, if you have your Bible open, circle us. Him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Verse 6, And hath made us, what? Kings and priests unto who? Unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So I didn't just come up with this, that you're kings and priests. This is, this is from John. This is from the word of the Lord. He says, us. Are you a part of us? Yes. yes. Who's he writing to? The church. Amen. You're kings and priests. And you know what? That's a special group of folks. In the Old Testament, God's plan was that kings would come through Judah's line. Priests would come through Levi's line. Priests and kings don't come together. You only see two times in, in history where that happened. The first one was Melchizedek. He was a king and he was a priest. And you're like, what? That's Jesus is a type of Melchizedek. He came as king and priest. And there's one more. And there's only one more. This word says that that word is us. Is that awesome? King and priest unto our God. That's how this book's starting out. You are kings and priests. That's the us. So we're in good territory. Melchizedek, 
Jesus and us. There is no others. Why are we going there? Well, because I want you to see some things as we start going into chapter 5. Divine outline of the book. We're just going to hit this real quick. In verse 19 of chapter 1. Go to verse 19. Here's the outline of how, how, to, how to dissect Revelation according to John and Jesus. Jesus is writing here and he says, tells John, write the things which thou, what? Hassing, circle. Hassing, past tense. Write the things that are past. Then he says, write the things which are. He's speaking right now in the church, to the church age. And then write the things, says, that shall be hereafter. And that word is metatata in the Greek, which means after this, or hereafter, after this. So he breaks it down into three sections. Write, John, the things which you have seen. So when you read this book, you're going to see that. He's seen Jesus in this vision. So he writes that. Then he writes what is. He's writing to the seven churches as they are right there. And the seven churches represent the whole church. So the church age. Then he says, write what shall be. That shall, past, future, shall, future, after this. After what? Well, the last thing he just was saying, the, the church. So when you go to chapter 4, cool thing is chapter 4, when you see the, it's the end of the letters to the churches, and this just happened to be this way, that what is the first word you see? Meditata. After this, he tells John, after this, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I had heard was, as it were, a trumpet talking to me, which said, come up here and I will show you the things that must be meditata after this. Plain enough? Cool. Now let's look at the 24 elders. In our studies in the past, as we see the 24 elders who are a group of these kings and priests, or us, right? Is that the layout? What do the 24 elders represent? Well, the 24 elders in the Old Testament represented the 24 courses of priests in the Old Testament. There was 24 courses. That didn't mean there was just 24 groups. The 24 represented all of the priests because there was like over a 1,000. So it wasn't limited just to the 24. He's saying the 24 courses. There was 24 courses, but the, it wasn't limited to number 24. It, was, it represented like the seven churches, all the churches. So the 24 elders represent the whole group. Amen? You with me? And they wear specific clothing. Pretty interesting. They're called priestly garments, white raiment. And we see that consistent through this book into the letters to the churches. Revelation 4.4, if you're taking notes, you can. I'm not going to read each one because I've already went there. But if you want to take notes and look at this clothing issue, which is, I think, pretty cool. Revelation 4.4, Revelation 2.10, Revelation 3.11. So you have 2.10, 3.11, 4.4, as opposed to the clothing of the tribulation saints. People get confused on where, where we are in the book of Revelation and where the tribulation saints are. The raiment that are wearing, and it just ha- so happens to be, it's a priestly attire. Who is the us in Revelation? Kings and priests. It's almost like God knows what he's doing. And it's like, hey, I'm going to put different clothing, the same clothing that were on the priests, on the us, the kings and priests. But I'm going to give white robes, which was the Greek word stole, for the saints that are coming through tribulation. They're having different clothes. They're both white. So people will go, oh, they got white clothes. It's the same group. No, different Greek words. So, I want you to see that. That um, is consistent. Stole in 611, when you read about the, the tribulation saints, um, 7, 13, and 14 also. Um, the ch- the, also, the 24 elders, as we see through scripture, are a group of people that have gold crowns. They wear golden crowns sitting around the throne, which we went through in chapter 4. And they cast those gold crowns on the glassy sea in Revel- at the end of chapter 4, before the throne room of God. They, they cast those crowns. But we see... Where do those crowns come in? Well, when John's writing to the churches in chapter 2, verse 10, and chapter 3, verse 11, two different um, churches, he said that he would give gold crowns to the overcomers. To who? The overcomers. So they have gold crowns, they have white raiment, which was consistent with the priesthood. The 24 elders are seated around the throne, just, it says that in Revelation 4, just as it said, 
Jesus told the overcoming church in chapter 3, verse 21. He told that group of people, the overcomers, that they would be seated around the throne. The 20, yeah, that's us, Chris. That's us. I'm still talking about us. That's us. Okay? Why, are we, why is that important? You need to know who you are. You need to know where you are. You need to know who the us is, and the us is the 24 elders. People who have a different perspective on where things land, you got, you're going to have to settle the 24 elders, and you're going to have a hard time doing that scripturally to say that ain't us. Because he's given us some pretty specific details on the us. Amen? They sing, and here, here's how we're getting into to chapter 5. They sing a new song in chapter 5, these 24 elders. And it's called the song of the what? Redeemed. Who can sing the song of the redeemed? The redeemed. Or us. <laughs> I like us. It says, when the lamb took the scroll, a thrill went through the heart of all living things. You guys, this, when we go through and read this, I don't think we really get a grasp of what's happening when that lamb stands up. And, and, and the lamb that looks as if he was slain standing, and he goes and takes this, this um, scroll and takes ownership of it. He's the, he's the redeemer. He's the Goel. He's the kinsman redeemer. And all creation, it says, all things of heaven and under earth begin to worship and sing. And they're, they're bowing down before, but, but only the redeemed sing the song of the redeemed. So Revelation 5, here's the song. And th- this, is, this is the anthem you begin to, it says the 24 elders fall down before the lamb and John hears the awesome anthem rolling through heaven. I mean, there's just this, this crazy crescendo. And this is what is being sung. 5, 9, and 10 says, and they sung a new song. A, a, a what? A new song. Who? They sung a new song. Yeah. Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals. This is the song. Thou art worthy to take the book, open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us. That's past tense. You were slain and hath redeemed us. Hast. That's already happened. To God by by what? The blood. You've redeemed us to God by the blood. And out of every kindred. So this is separate. This isn't just to Jews. Out of every kindred, but they're not excluded in the us. Every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Isn't that cool how God is like, I don't want you to miss this. Like, I'm going to use every single type of word that I can describe so you don't just think it's one nation or one type of, out of every people. Like, whatever you word, you can't screw this up. Every people, every tongue, every nation. And here we go again. And hast made us unto our God, kings and priests. Just like he said in chapter 1. Us, kings and priests. Now, I don't know how we can confuse who this us is. Like I said, you can have a different theology. And I'm okay. Like, I'm okay if you have different thoughts on where we lined up, eschatology. But, but you're going ha- to deal with that. Here's what I know. The us is me, kings and priests. And they are seated around the throw after chapter 4, meditata. Before, we're, I'm already around the throne before the lamb takes the scroll. I'm around the throne before the scroll gets opened. You should be a lot more excited about that. I'm like, hello? Like, I don't know, maybe you're not. I am. <laughs> I believe you are too. We're in the throne room before the lamb takes the scroll. It says that they casted their crowns. This say we already cast our crowns at the feet of the Father on the throne. And we're seated around the throne. Just like he said to the overcomers. Just like he said, you'll have gold crowns. Just like you'll be wearing white raiment. And then in chapter 6, he starts dealing with the, 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 the people that are left here. And he's using different language, different word for their clothing. It's stole. 
pretty sure God knows what he's doing. Now, let's read all again. Revelation 5, 8 through 14. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them, listen to what, what they have, or this is what we have. Harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. Now, I'm reading out of King James this, this week specifically for this passage of Scripture because I'm not a, like, every single translation has things that are more accurate to Greek and some that aren't. So I'm not a King James only guy, but I also don't bash King James. I just know where the problems are with King James. And I know where some of the problems are with some of the other translations. If you want to get really technical and you want to be like a, well, this is, I've had people, you don't use the right translation. Stop it. Like, if you want to get real technical, then you better learn Hebrew really well and Greek really well. Okay? Or, the, or don't come at me. <laughs> like, be a per, like, be able to speak Hebrew really good and Greek really good. Because, but why this is, is some translations in chapter 5, um, and this happened, there was 38 scrolls that were discovered after the scrolls were discovered, or before, it would have been before time, before these ones in, in King James were. But it's so weird. Out of the 38, they all were exactly the same and said exactly the same in this passage, except for one scroll out of the 38, all found from the same spot, from the same time. And for some reason, all the newer translators went with the one out of the 38 and changed the us in there. Now, it doesn't read any different, and you still, it doesn't say that they're not the 24 elders. And it's kind of just a little blip on the radar, but I just want to share that because that's actually what happened in history. Why you would take one out of 38 and then all, most, of the, most of the new translations are going to word it slightly different to them or they instead of us. Well, I'm pretty sure because that chapter one <laughs> tells us who the us is. And these are still, it doesn't change that they have golden crowns on their head. It doesn't change that they're doing all that. But I'm just throwing that out there that you can, if someone has a question, sometimes people do, I'm just going to let you know right ahead of time. That's why. All right? Good? If you have questions, um, email. No, you can come, come to the office anytime and, and I'll show you. All right? Okay. What are, it says they're playing harps, every one of them, harps. Well, when you take that word down in the Greek, so I, I was always thinking it was like David playing these like, brum, brum, do, 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 do. It's really more like a guitar. Like, so I'm cool with that. And if there's any, like, if, if there's any question on that, I'm just going to lean towards guitar simply because I play guitar. All right? I, I'm doing that. I'm up here preaching today, so I get to pick. <laughs> if you want to play the thrum, thrum, little pipe, you can. It's all good. I don't think we're going to care a whole heck of a lot. Um, but literally, the Greek word that's used there is more um, of a guitar than, than what we see David playing which I think is kind of cool. They're playing a new song, not an old song, a new song. And what would new, like this is pretty new age, right? What do we play? Kind of cool. But it, once again, I could be wrong. You could be right. And I'm not going to argue with you about it. Okay. Here's what I know for sure. It says the golden vials full of odors. Um, it's interesting. That's just King James language. It means incense. That's what the word means. It's golden plates full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So cool. It's almost like God is really consistent with his patterns. They, they, and, and we'll go back and look at that here shortly. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Which next week we'll probably get to that. Um, either... These priests can't be trusted or they're liars for some people's theologies and eschatology. But I'm pretty sure they are, they're right. That we're going to rule and reign on the earth. Just like this says, if we or us of the 24 elders. And we haven't done that yet. Just for free, that was for fun. And behold, I heard the voice of many angels around about the throne and the beasts and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. I did the math. I didn't really, but it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. That's a lot. 
saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and are as in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. For how long? Forever, ever. Yes, forever, ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Cool. Point one. Some of you just gasped. Oh, don't worry, there's only one point. That was just a long introduction. <laughs> there's only one point today. Point two will be next week. Here's point one. And each one had a harp and golden bowl full of incense. We already declared that and determined that the harp is a guitar. More than likely. But let's look at these golden bowls. Now, I want you to think, instead of chapter 4, when you see the 24 elders presenting their golden crowns to the one who is on the throne, which is Father God, the lamb has appeared now. What do the 24 elders present? Pretty cool. We see a different scenario. Now they present those bowls of incense. Think about this. What did the bowls of incense say they were? John told us the prayers of the saints. So if some of you who know your Bible um, are going to see that they come before the lamb with harps, worshiping him, presenting golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. If, if you look for a time where there has been golden, they're like, actually, well, they're gone. Um, like the, the communion trays that, that we put the bread on, they're not deep, they're more flat. They're big, flat. The Bible says bowls, or King James says bowls, but really they're like a platter. They're big, more shallow, and they would be full of incense. And the priests would go and light those. And, and we see this, where this comes in is in Exodus chapter 30, verse 1 through 10. God tells Moses, says, Then make another altar of Achaia wood for burning incense. And he's giving them how to lay out the, the temple, how to um, go through and, and do all the ceremonial things. For burning incense, make it 18 inches square and 36 inches high. I'm reading in the New Living. Um, the, four, the, the King James here for Foursquare folks who are like super diehard Foursquare actually says Foursquare in King James. Foursquare. So there you go. <laughs> it's in the Bible. <laughs> uh, those of you who know how some hardcore Foursquare people can be would appreciate that. Um, and I love Foursquare. Get me wrong. I'm a pastor of a Foursquare church. I'm just... Not like, you know, oh, my God, everything's four square. Like, but this is <laughs> 18, 18 inches square and 36 inches high with horns at the corners carved from the same piece of wood as the altar itself. Overlay the top sides and horns of the altar with pure gold and run a gold molding around the entire altar. Make two gold rings and attach them on opposite sides of the altar below the gold molding to hold the carrying poles. You're going, Pastor Steve, what are we doing here? Just bear with me. Make the poles of Achaia wood and overlay them with gold. Place the incense altar just outside the inner curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant. That's pretty cool. That is right in front of before the priest would go in before the, the Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat of God. That is where the incense tables was and that's where the incense were burning and, and smoke was coming up, which were representing the prayers of the saints. He says, in front of the ark's cover, the place of atonement. That's where those incense were burning. That covers the tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant that I will meet you there. Where the terms of the covenant were is where those incenses were burning up. And then it's, I'm going to jump ahead here a little bit. We go into chapter 5 and you see the Redeemer of the covenant. And what's going before that? We have tablets as what? Priests. And the role of priests. Is that cool? And that smoke, the prayers of the saints are going up before that Redeemer. This was a foreshadow. 
all of everything that was happening through the Old Testament, and all of those were foreshadows of this time and this day that we're speaking of right now. Not today, but when we are around the throne. All of that that is going on. That is, that is some cool God stuff. He says, place the incense altar just outside the inner curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant in front of the Ark's cover, the place of atonement that covers the tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. He says, and I will meet you there. Every morning when Aaron maintains the lamps, he would go in and, and put new oil in the lamps and trim the lamps. He must burn fragrant, fragrant incense on the altar. And each evening when he lights the lamps, he must again burn incense in the Lord's presence. This must be done from generation to generation. That means it's to never stop. Do not offer any unholy incense on this altar or any burnt offerings, grain offerings, or liquid offerings. Once a year, Aaron must purify the altar by smearing its horns with the blood from the offering made to purify the people from their sins. And that's been done for us by the Redeemer from the blood of the Lamb. This will be a regular annual event from generation to generation, for this is the Lord's most holy altar. Now that smoke from the incense was constantly rising from the altar. And that came, that was, a, that was the, the, the people would see that smoke coming up out of that tent, and they associated that, that was their prayers that were going up. And that priest was making intercession for them and praying, and those prayers were going up. They'd all, it would always be before them. Constantly rising before the Lord in the tabernacle, incense could only be offered by priests. Not anyone could go in there and do that. There were some qualifications that had to be met. And for us, it's the blood of the Lamb. For us, it's the blood of the Lamb. And they served, those priests served as mediators between people and God. And church, that's what I'm trying to, what we were talking about to begin with. God wants us to be mediators between him and the people on this earth. We're mediators. Like, we can't be listening to the same stuff and going, oh, okay. We've got to be going like, wait, hey, hold on. Do you know there's like, there's somebody, there's a word that's actually more powerful than what you're saying. Like, there, God's got a plan and it's a really good one, right? That's not a cliche, generic thing to say. That's the truth. Like, God knows what he's doing. Like, we're on the good side of this. Like, you don't have to go to hell. There is a redeemer, and he's already bought and paid for your life. He's paid the price for it. And your prayers are ever before the Lord. Sometimes we think, like, does God hear me? Like, your prayers are ever before the Lord. They always have been. And let's look at, David said in Psalm 141, verse 2, he said, May my prayer be counted as incense before you. The raising of my hands as the evening offering. David is saying, let my prayer be as that prayer. He's, he's, let it ever be before you, Lord. And he's working and he's saying, like, as, as that priestly time, when they go in to do that, I'm raising my hands and, and sacrifice and in worship, Sounds like something we can do. Now, when we read this in chapter 5, that they are taking these bowls of incense, who, they, us, the priests, in his presence, this is what's happening. And I had to write this down. I'm going to read it. This is the time when all of the prayers of all of the saints come into remembrance. This is no little thing. This is no little event that's happening. When, when that lamb is taking that scroll, everything that's happened on the planet and everything, is, it's like that is the centerpiece. This is the most important, I believe, by far, part of the book of Revelation. The prayers of all the saints come into remembrance. Our biggest prayer burdens, church, our biggest prayer burdens may now be answered and fulfilled. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That prayer that Jesus, when they said, teach us how to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And some people are saying, that's, how, that's our job to inst institute that right now. 
This, all those prayers are getting answered in that moment. Now you say, well, aren't we supposed to bring in the, yes, we're part of the kingdom, but there's one, there's only one who's worthy. Remember, there's one that's going to institute that. There's one kinsman redeemer. There's one Goel. There's only one who has paid the price with his blood. All Christians have prayed this prayer, and this is the theme of all true supplication, is it not? As it looks out over the future and speaks from the spirit of faith and hope, and who could count the volumes and oceans of requests? Can you imagine? These bowls, full of all of the prayers of the requests, thy kingdom come. God, let your kingdom, it, it, you might not have even said that. God, this isn't right. This needs to be fixed. Cancer shouldn't be going on right now. All of those are being coming before the Lord. And it's in that moment that he begins to, he has that possession. Those prayers are before him. He says, I know. Starts opening those seals. I'm taking care of it. This is the amazing time. Could you count the volumes and the oceans of requests? which remain to this day unanswered. But not on that day. None of them is lost. And just like the Bible, he has, those prayers haven't been lost. You know, the Bible says he's collected every one of our tears that have ever fallen. He's collected them. He has all of these prayers. He, he's, he's very aware of them, and we are bringing them before him. They're carefully treasured in golden bowls. And there is sweet incense before God, before the Lamb. Think about that the next time you want to, you're going to pray. It's a sweet incense. It's treasured. Bring that prayer in a golden bowl. And let it rise up. And when we come to take our place with our Lord and he takes the scroll and breaks the seal, then will the most earnest prayers come into play. And blessed is he who has his bowl full of them. Amen? Let me read this again. This is the time when all the prayers of all the saints come into remembrance. Our biggest prayer burdens may now be answered and fulfilled. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All Christians have prayed this prayer and this is the theme of all true supplication as it looks out over the future and speaks from the spirit of faith and hope. And who could count the volumes and oceans of requests which remain to this day unanswered? But none of them is lost. They are carefully treasured in golden bowls. They are as sweet incense before God and before the Lamb. And when we come to take our place with our Lord and he takes the scroll and breaks the seals, then will the most earnest prayers come into play. And blessed is he who has his bowl full of them. Let me share this. This is not a picture of saints in heaven officiating for saints on the earth. We're not, we're not bringing the prayers of the people that are on the earth. These are the prayers of us and our brothers and our sisters. Lord, here they are. Is it now time? Right? Can you picture that? I still have them, Lord. These are our unanswered prayers. Now? I see. Yeah. Now's the time. These can now all be fulfilled on earth as it is in heaven. No longer a long delayed wait. Speedily. Isn't that what the book opens up with? Everything in this book, and when this starts happening, it is boom, 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 boom. When you read, if you, I challenge you, go back and just read from chapter one on, and you're going to see the momentum and, and 
the RPMs, which is the right word, um, tachyo, that tachometer, it's, I like them when they go fast. <laughs> you know you got a good motor if it doesn't go like When you go wing, like wow, that thing like jumped up there. That's what's happening in this book. It is like quickly, stuff is happening. There's not going to be a longer wait. It's, it's like, Lord, he's like, yeah, now. Put your seatbelt on. These can all now be fulfilled on earth as it is in heaven. No longer a delay, no longer any wait. It's now speedily accomplished. That's a beautiful day. We're getting close. Now, I'm going to leave you with this. This is going to be our second point, and we'll minister this next week if the Lord's willing. As the incense connects the priest's office, so the harp or that guitar connects the office of the prophets. We're going to look at that next week. Lord, thank you for this picture of us. Lord, you have such, it's such, it's been such a joy to, to study the word. It's been such a joy to dig into Revelation and to see our role, to see the significance or to, of this week and just seeing the significance of our prayers. Seeing how precious they are that you, you have them and you, and you showed the picture from the beginning. They were in golden bowls. And they were sweet incense beautiful smell and you're very aware and we pray thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven knowing very soon that day will arise that and we thank you God that we see prayers getting answered today and as we saw that knob turning up actually that's just a picture of it's quickly it's coming quickly we thank you for that. I thank you for answering prayers, Lord. The, the prayers of the saints are so precious to you. I thank you that one of these days we're going to throw our crowns on the glassy sea as we're worshiping Father God. And shortly after, you're going to come out. A lamb as hath being slain, standing. And we will present to you worship and these prayers on a golden plate. Man, what a day. Lord, I pray, Lord, that I ask just for myself, God, help me to not lose this picture every time I come and pray. Lord, how precious this prayer is. That they're collected and, and we are going to bring them to you on golden plates. And we're going to see redemption. We're going to see thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. Oh, Lord, we look forward to that day. Lord, I pray that you bless everyone that's here today. Lord, that, that you would um, reveal this week some truth that came out of the, the word today. God, that we would be quick to hear, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Lord, let us not get get frustrated to the point and we get caught up in the flesh by what's going on around us. Lord, let us see that this is not our home. Um, this world has nothing for us and that, Lord, um, there's going to be a day when every tear will be wiped, when no destruction is going to happen anymore, where everything will be in the light and all truth will be established. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for that. Lord, I pray for those prayers, those, those supplications, those things that we've wrestled with. Lord, and we're still wrestling with. God, I pray for, Lord, a speedily answer. God, I pray, Lord, as, that, as I saw that knob turning up, Lord, that, that there will be more and more testimony of, of you doing things, which I'm, I'm expecting because I'm seeing it happen even now. Lord, and I pray, Lord, that we are wise enough to, to fill those bowls, that our bowl would be full of supplication and requests. That we wouldn't stop now. We wouldn't slow down. That we'd run and not grow weary. We'd walk and not faint. 
Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for the fire of the Holy Spirit. I encourage this body to fan the gifts that God's given you into flames. In Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed.